When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Bannon wants to take on Button. A couple of bounces. This is a Craig Bradley-like run down the wing at Princess Park. Four bounces. A fifth bounce. Can she keep on going? And then, unfortunately, Sarah Allen was having none of that uh, as she intercepted the Alyssa Bannon run. But that was just one of many highlights of a fantastic first week of AFLW finals. And to go through it all and look ahead to this week, so let's speak to the, one of the number one callers of the AFLW on Channel 7 and one of our very own here, too, on SEN and AFL Nation, Joe Watton. Hello, Joe. Hello, Sam. Lovely to be with you. Finals time. Finals time. Uh, and that was just one of um, several uh, incredible moments from the weekend. Um, but unfortunately, Sarah Allen was having none of that and got in front of Katie Hall because it was a, an extraordinary run from uh, Alyssa Bannon. Um, we might start with the D's and the Crows. 18 points down at quarter time, the D's, but they weren't out. I mean, they showed a resilience I don't know if they've always been able to show, and certainly not against the team that crueled their premiership hopes last season. 21-point win in the end. It was a phenomenal turnaround from the D's uh, from quarter time to full time. It was. Adelaide got the early jump. Like you said, they picked three in a hurry, which is probably what they needed to do. Although they've been winning, their form hasn't been great. And on for the flip side, Melbourne, who got Adelaide in round one, which was a really important win for them to sort of get the monkey off the back. But like you, I was surprised that at halftime, they sort of almost went in even, that Melbourne had that um, that fight, that resilience, mm. to back it up again in the second quarter and get it back on their terms. And from then, you know, they, they ran away with it. But that Bannon, you know, we were... Oh, you know, internally cheering in the commentary box, thinking, go all the way. She's um, they're X-factor, but they've missed her a little bit this season. She hasn't shown that sort of spark and run as often. Um, and it's sort of been Kate Hoare who's been lighting them up a little bit more. But if she can get off the chain, she loves to run and loves to have a bounce. And Melbourne, I was really... So by the end of the game, I was really impressed with what Melbourne showed. And for Adelaide, they just are slumping at the wrong time of the year. Yeah, I mean, they are. And, and just on the Alyssa Bannon run, to take it from defensive 40 into attacking 50... Um, I, you know, and, and to to do it with the speed she did and the composure, it was a phenomenal run. It was It's well worth a look if you haven't seen it. It's getting around everywhere um, at the moment. Um, but you're 100% right. On the flip side of that, we probably didn't expect Melbourne to come back. In. It was, I mean, it was a 39-point turnaround. But you don't often expect Adelaide to capitulate in a way that they did. It, it was 7-4 to 1-1 after quarter time. Um, that's not... That's very un-Adelaide-like as the most successful team in AFLW history. It is, and they just didn't, you know, in recent times they've been out of time, that spark, and really 
win it off the back of their stars, so to speak. And although, you know, the likes of Marinoff and Hatchard had reasonable numbers mm. for them, they just had really no influence on the game. Chelsea Randall, the captain, returned from injury much quicker than people expected, played the game, but she was below her best. Um, whether she gets up again the next week is, is a real question mark for them. But they, you know, they've been such a wonderful side for so long. And a side that it was really contrasting style. So Melbourne likes to move the footy, hold on to it, be a bit more precise. And Adelaide's happy to go for territory and trust that their players can, can win the one-on-ones. But Melbourne were just too good. Uh, and I wonder what that will mean now for, for Melbourne moving forward. I mean, they're straight through um, they're straight through to a prelim. Um, they'll play the uh, they'll play the winner of Richmond and North, which is Punt Road on Saturday. We'll talk about that scheduling. But um, what was it about Melbourne? I mean, Liv Purcell had 26 disposals, eight tackles. She kicked their first goal. What was it about the Melbourne performance that that impressed you so much, Joe? For me, it was the fact that they did it. They sort of did it without it needing to be from maybe their their biggest names. No, they're probably the side that has the most even spread of talent in the competition. Um, and just the way, the dynamics through the middle, they've got some different types of players in your West and your Hanks and your Paxman who use the ball particularly well. But they're also happy. I think now they've worked out the right balance between when you've got to go and when you've got to hang on to it. Um, and they've probably got more dash than they have in the past. Controlled dash, though. No. Um, and it gives their forwards a better chance. They've got three forwards who've kicked over 10 goals for the season. So they've got some targets up there. It's not a one-dimensional forward line. They don't just rely on one player, which sometimes in the past can... Um, it, it can, in a weird way, go against you. Because when a game is on the line, sometimes you're looking for that X factor. You're looking for that one player who can stand up. And that's probably what's been missing a little bit of the Melbourne squads in the last few years. But they just have people this season bob up at the right time. And so the forward line's hard to handle. Um, with, with Hoare, with Harris, with Zanker down there, the yeah. defence of the other side is, is spread thin. And Adelaide's defence is fantastic, good at intercepting. But you're sort of reluctant to leave your player knowing how good they are. I, I've loved Taylor Harris into the ruck. I think it's a great coaching move. She's got great foot skills, covers the territory and covers the ground so well. She's got hops. So I just think it's such a clever uh, coaching move. So I really enjoyed that throughout the course of the year. And we'll wait and see, um, Joe, if Chelsea Randall comes up. she got a head, lock, a head knock late. There was a bit of a stumble. The team are saying, no, she just tripped on her shoelaces. So that's a wait and see. Um, the Lions. Uh, Speaking of Joe Watton, Channel 7 AFLW commentator and one of AFL Nation's very own SENs, um, the Lions win against Richmond at Metricon on Saturday Arvo. Did the Lions look a bit out of sorts to you? Full credit to Richmond for the way that they really made them earn this win. They normally average about eight goals just under a game. They only managed 5-9, so a bit inaccurate, but the Tigers' pressure was great. They hadn't lost in, I think it was seven games. What did you make of that one? Yeah, look, they just got the job done. It, to me, it never looks in doubt. Remembering the line, uh, the Tigers only side that's knocked them off this season, getting probably the biggest win in, in the Tigers' club history. They yeah. got over them at Punt Road. So there's sort of that, I guess, Richmond had that belief heading in that it could be done. But yeah, for me, the Lions, to me, they're still the favourite at this stage, given what they've produced across mm. the season. And yes, they didn't, they didn't wow me and they didn't sort of add to that feeling, but they did enough to get the job done. And they've got some players, you know, you think of someone like a Cathy Spark, who's previously been known as a stopper now, who's getting much more of the footy. So even there, 
Um, although they've been able to keep their, their core together, they're still shifting and evolving. Dwyer was fabulous for them with lots of runs. So they, to me, they're the team to beat them, closely followed by Melbourne. So Brisbane will play the winner of Adelaide and Collingwood, which is uh, this Saturday at Unley Oval, which is where Sturt play in Adelaide. And then um, Richmond, who, along with Geelong, have been one of the great stories uh, of this season. I don't think they would have lost many admirers. I was really interested. So I heard Emily Bates speak during the week, and she said, oh, I want to go head-to-head with Moncon. I want Monette Conti. Did it Did it play out like that to your eye? I mean, Bates and Anderson had 21 each and 13 clearances. They dominated the midfield. Conti had 15, but did it really seem like a head-to-head battle for you? Not really. Not in terms of matchups. They're the no. kind of player that when you're that good, you don't have to match up in any way. You just go find the footy. And, <laughs> and because they both play like that, whether, whether they both keep an eye on who's wrapping up what, I'm not too sure. But... um. I'm not sure how Craig Starsfitz would feel about Bates not getting any touches. So <laughs> yeah. I think he would have been happy with her haul. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll speak about Richmond and North at Punt Road. It's an interesting scheduling, bit of scheduling there, and we understand that Richmond have earned the right, but um, it is a bit curious. Uh, Geelong. Now, as I said, they have been one of the great stories of this year. They went down to North by two points. This was a tough watch, Joe. Um, we, we now have a, a competition that's whole. It's only in its seventh season. You and I um, have, you know, from, from day one, um, been, you know, for the, on along the journey of it. And we understand where it is, where it's going and all that kind of stuff. But sometimes there is a, a, a time to be able to look at a game and say that wasn't it. And that really didn't look it. Um, to me, I reckon both sides would be pretty disappointed. Would, would that be fair? Oh, I think Geelong in, in particular, they have produced a wonderful season, a surprise season in the fact that it wasn't, you know, new names they brought in, big recruits. It was really a lot of improvement from inside yeah. the club. Um, and particularly their back half of the season, they sort of slipped a little bit and had actually been quite high scoring. And if I was, you know, watching on... I just, you know, when you thought Ge- Geelong looked like they might go down here, I really felt for them. The inside fifties were forty-one to eighteen in Geelong's favour. They basically won all the statistics you needed to, um, but just couldn't find a way to to fit it through the big six. They had their chances. Um, they'll, I'll imagine it's a shame because they have had a sensational season, but I imagine they would have been really bitterly disappointed with that one. And for North, on the flip side, yes, you get the win, but really. Um, I don't know if it was luck on your side. They certainly didn't put their best foot forward, but they get another chance um, next week. So it'll be interesting to see what North can can come back with because we know they've got some some good names and stars, but they just could not produce on the weekend. Yeah, what they had was Jazzy Garner, um, who's got a second AFL Coach Association Best Player Award. She had 23 disposals and looked, you know, Looked a cut above um, as she so often tends to do. Um, yeah, it, I just thought. That yeah, both teams would walk away from that saying that wasn't our best. Uh, so and 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 we are getting to the point, even though early on, where it's okay that we call those out when when we see them. So that was probably one of them. Where, but it might be the thing that spurs on Geelong to come back bigger and better next year um, to, to get some redemption from that performance. Um, Collingwood to finish off before we get your tips for this week. Collingwood a five point win, sold out Vic Park, which is great to see. I saw a photo that said sold out. That's unreal. Um, it was a really intense game, wasn't it? It was tough, and Eliza James probably the difference with four goals. It it was enjoyable too. I mean, th- these are two teams that really, really cracked in. 
They certainly did, and they probably there's players in those sides that play against each other that have a history prior to even the AFL. W starting in the old VFLW yeah. competition. So there's not too much love lost there. And really, you know, it was it was Collingwood's game. They had it on their terms. And credit to the dogs for getting that close in the end um, and putting up a, a good fight. I guess the concerns for Collingwood, um, potentially a couple of injuries. So Ruby Slicer and Sarah Howe, who are roommates, had injuries, whether they'd be able to get up. And there's a couple of others that might be being assessed. So they're come up against Adelaide next week. That'll be an interesting one. There might be two sides who are battered and bruised who, who faced off. Both sides with plenty of experience, obviously Adelaide three-time premiers, um, but they're gettable. They're really gettable at the moment, the Crows. So I think this will be a bit of a war of attrition. Uh, righto. So the games for this week, Joe, um, Richmond and North, Punt Road at 140 an hour before the Matildas uh, kick off in their international pretty much across the road, which is... Strange, that scheduling. And then Adelaide and Collingwood, uh, 3.40pm um, at Unley. Um, only 2,000 can fit in at Punt Road. We know they've earned the right to play the game there and we don't begrudge them because they've been phenomenal. They got over 3,000 when the two teams played at Arden Street. Um, is it, you a bit of a head-scratcher for you, this one? Oh, look, it's, you know... One way and the other, I guess. Like, as you said, they've earned the right, but those mm. tickets did fill out in 13 minutes. So obviously you imagine lots of people aren't going to be able to be at the game to see. I guess it's a push you know, down the track, which are looking at redevelopment that site, which would fit 8,000, which is probably at the moment a perfect size. For Absolutely. Game. We yeah. sort of don't have those in-between sort of grounds. Even Icon, you can get a, you can get a bit lost. Um, mm. But when you can, you know, the feel, I mean, the feeling at Punt Road, there might only be, you know, just over 2,000 there, but it will feel like 6,000. Um, so it's an interesting one. And the schedule with the Matildas, I mean, you and I both know a lot goes into scheduling this stuff to do with, with broadcasts and grounds and how yeah. many days off each side gets. So it's um, it's not always an, an easy answer, but understandably there are a lot of um, fans of women's sport who follow enough, a number of different women's sport and, yeah, it might force them to choose on the yeah. weekend. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So all right, we we we've gone um, we've gone through it all. Uh, tips for 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 this weekend. We'll start with Richmond and North. I think Richmond win. Katie Brennan three goals on the weekend. I think Richmond can beat North, um, and I think they will beat North. And I can only imagine what Richmond are going to be like when Katie Brennan can play a full season. Um, who have you got? Yeah, I've got the Tigers too. Really, um, along with Geelong, they're the huge improvers this year, and the confidence they would have got from winning whatever it was, seven or eight on the trot, mm. including knocking off Brisbane in that time. Um, yeah, I think they'll definitely have the win in their sails. And as you said, Katie Brennan, we actually, I don't think she's played a full season since Day Dot. I don't think she has. Get a few more, yeah, a few more games under her. You know, if you can get that momentum, just a few games in a row rather than one here and there. Um, but even Wakefield for them down forward, I just love the way she plays Sticky hands, sensational. Mm. Obviously, Monconti through the middle, but getting good support from Grace Egan and the like. Um, yeah, the Tigers for me in that one. Uh, and then Adelaide and Collingwood. Uh, you don't really see Adelaide play two bad ones in a row. No, you don't. But I think I think Collingwood will think they're gettable. Mm. Obviously, the game's in Adelaide too, so that goes a little bit in the Crows' favour. Um, and yeah, it is unlikely that the Crows play badly in a row, but this season they've been inconsistent. They haven't often strung 
four quarters together, which you need to do really in finals. I mean, that's played a brilliant first quarter last week and it was all run over by half time. So um, oh, this is this one's going to go down to the wire. Look, I'll, I'll give it to Adelaide by a couple of points, but not confidently. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.